hello everyone and welcome to the Truth Will Set You Free Bible Prophecy Radio Edition. I am Vic Batista along with Nathan Jones. And we are transmitting live from 102.3 FM, Hollandale, Florida, TruthFM.tv, as well as TwitCasting.tv and TWave.tv. So we thank you all for tuning in uh, for today's program and the second edition of our program as we're talking about God's mighty angels, angels war. And of course, our lines will be open. The local number is 321-END-TIME or 321-363-8463. Again, so we thank you for joining our second segment of today's program. And of course, before we continue, I'm going to ask my good friend Nathan Jones if he will open us up with a word of prayer. Lord Jesus, we thank you so much for this opportunity to study your word. We thank you, Lord, for the power that we get to read about in Revelation. Lord, your power is in your might and your strength and, Lord, uh, also your love and your mercy. We pray that, that you will share that with us today as we try to understand your word. May you bless t and all those who are listening mm-hmm. in your precious and wonderful name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. Again, you're tuning to The Truth Will Set You Free, Bible Prophecy Radio TV Edition. Big Batista Nathan Jones as we're talking about God's mighty angels, angels war in the book of Revelation. Today's program is sponsored by Calvary Chapel Aventura and The Truth Will Set You Free Ministry. You can find more information at calvaryaventura.com. On Facebook on JN832. And of course, we would like to encourage those of you that are watching our program live and that you're listening to our program also to please consider praying for Pastor Guillermo Novoa of ORC Ministry. You can find more information at rescuechild.org as he is in Spain walking to raise funds for children that need support in Latin America. And you can follow him also there on Facebook and maybe consider supporting a child or sponsoring a child there on Operation Rescue the Children. So we'd love for you to pray uh, for them. And also, Pastor Guillermo, that the Lord will bring him back to his ministry safely in the next month or so. And of course, we are talking about a very important subject matter here in our program today with my good friend Nathan Jones. Nathan, welcome to the second segment of our program. Thank you, brother, for having me on. It's a great blessing. And what a topic. And get some awesome TV to watch behind you, too, if those are on TV. <laughs> well, Nathan, you've been scaring me half to death on the first part of our program, so I needed something to lighten my load. <laughs> well, it is some terrible things to read about the angels of Revelation. I mean, they have terrible jobs they have to do, but awesome jobs, too. And you just praise the Lord for it. But the series that you're showing me is Angel Wars, I hope that helps kids understand uh, that there is a spiritual world going on behind our physical world, right? Absolutely, Nathan. I'm so glad that you've mentioned that. Yes, those of you that are watching us live or listening, well, those of you that are listening, you can't see it, but Angel Wars, this is incredible incredible uh, movie, cartoon type, talking about that battle uh, regarding good and evil and how the angels are uh, behind the scenes working to protect us. And there's also good angels as well as there are bad angels. And this is great uh, movies that we raised our kids on, very wholesome Christian. Uh, I would encourage anyone to pick them up. There's about four series. Just uh, They did a great job, Nathan, much like what you did with your um, segments there in LemonLion.com. Oh, our Bible Prophecy Insights. Yeah, those were our videos. We did computer animated teaching, one minute. And uh, what we're trying to do is try to get people to, who hadn't had any exposure to Bible prophecy that they can see one and on YouTube or out there on the Internet somewhere and get excited and come back to our website at LemonLion.com and learn more about Bible prophecy. And I invite anybody who wants to check us out lamblion.com. There we have our television show, Christ and Prophecy, broadcast all over the world. Articles, magazines, social networks, email letters, you name it. We got it because we want to teach you about what God's prophetic word and 
just how awesome it is and how awesome God is. That is awesome. I love the way you said that there at the end. You just threw in all the wonderful information, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> Because that's well, we are excited, Nathan, because, you know, it's good to go to places where they have wonderful sound resources so that people can take advantage. And Lamb and Lion puts forth exactly that worry free uh, content, as well as uh, some other wonderful ministries there uh, with uh, Don Perkins and, and others. And, and it's just great to have uh, those ministries and those materials to help encourage and also uh, to help educate the body of Christ in Bible prophecy. Well, I, I believe that's true. Exactly uh, why we are so excited about what you guys do at Calvary Chapel. Because you believe, let the Bible speak for itself. Go verse by verse. And we here at Land and Line Ministries believe the same thing. Let the Bible speak for itself. If the plain sense makes sense, look for no other sense. Otherwise, you will come up with nonsense. <laughs> and that's why, brother, when you teach, when we teach, we teach verse by verse. We let the Bible speak for itself. Absolutely. Thank you so much, Nathan. Thank you for sharing your contact information. And talking about verse by verse, Nathan, that is exactly, in a sense, what we're doing. I know we're focusing on God's mighty angels, but at the same time, you've been reading to us chapter 9 of the book of Revelation, almost verse by verse, actually, you have. And you brought us through uh, this incredible uh, trumpet judgment uh, regarding the fifth angel sounding the fifth trumpet. And then uh, shortly we'll get into the uh, sixth trumpet. Can you do us a, a quick recap there, Nathan, uh, uh, before we move forward to the next trumpet in terms of what you share, just in case someone was not tuned into the first segment of our program? Sure. As we go to Revelation, it's God's oracle telling us what will happen in the end times. He's uh, speaking through the Apostle John, who was brought up to heaven to see all this happening. He got a glimpse of the future. And in this, he gets to see the angelic world working behind the scenes. Now, we don't see that today here on this earth. Uh, as humans, we, the spiritual world is shielded, although there are glimpses from some people from time to time. Uh, but here, we are getting a full front seat view of how God is doing his mighty power and works through the tribulation, a seven-year time period where God is judging the earth for its sin. And he has 21 judgments uh, divided into seven, seven seal judgments, seven trumpet judgments, and then seven bowl judgments. You and I so far have gotten up to the angels involved in the seven trumpet judgments. And this is trumpet judgment. In other words, an angel is given by God a trumpet. They blow the trumpet, and then they go and deliver God's wrath. So all 21 judgments are the wrath of God upon this earth. And he's using angels as messengers, deliverers, and foot soldiers in this battle. You know, Nathan, that, that is awesome. And, and as we look at this uh, passage, it, it, it's just incredible, all the imagery here. And sometimes it might even be a little bit uh, hard to understand. But clearly what we see here is a spiritual battle, good and evil, good angels versus fallen angelic beings. Uh, here in uh, 9, you told us again regarding even the title that is given to one of these uh, there, Abaddon. Uh, and also the Greek Apollyon. And then now, uh, as we continue forward, Nathan, can you take us to the following uh, 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 um, trumpet there and, and what also develops? Sure. Well, God has sent an angel after the fourth trumpet judgment to say, whoa, whoa, whoa. In other words, look out. The next three woes or the next three judgments are worse than anything that's come before us. That's hard to believe. And we're talking about a third of the world being destroyed, half the human population dead, and yet the sun darkened a third of the day, 
and all of a sudden, in the fifth trumpet, we've got a demonic army let loose to punish people for five months, stinging people, but they cannot die. They wish they're dead because the pain is so bad. And uh, that's bad enough. Now the sixth trumpet angel sounds. But I heard a voice from the four horns of the golden altar, which is before God, saying to the sixth angel who had the trumpet, release the four angels who are bound at the great river Euphrates. So the four angels who prepared for the hour and day and month and year were released to kill a third of mankind. Now the number of the army on the horsemen was 200 million. I heard the number of them. And thus I saw the horses in the vision, those who sat on them had breastplates of fiery red, uh, blue, yellow, heads of horses, they were like the heads of lions. And out of their mouth came fire, smoke, and brimstone. But these three plagues, a third of mankind was killed by the fire and smoke and brimstone that came out of their mouth. For their power is in their mouth and in their tails. The tails are like serpents having heads, and with them they do harm. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I mean, this is totally, totally out of this, out of our, re our daily living. It's just beyond belief. And so many people who study, they get to this point, they're like, this is nonsense. How could this be? We got talking about these, these four creatures. I mean, they're not even human looking. They're definitely not like the locusts that came before them. They're, they're, they have heads of lions, they, they're fire-breathing, they're like dragons, they're, these crazy-looking dragons are released upon this earth. And not only did they, the previous angels, those locust angels, hurt people, but these ones are actually killing people, and they kill a third of the world population. So we already have half of the world population dead by three and a half years, and now those remaining people, a third of them, are killed by these, just these four angels alone. I mean, and, and that's why, Nathan, sometimes people uh, think that Hollywood makes good movies, and some of them they do, but the Bible makes perfect, perfect, and, and this is just amazing. And also, Nathan, I just want to pause there for a second. We have someone logged on, I believe it's uh, Dark Force. I'm not sure where you are logged on there on Tweetcasting, and he's asking regarding the uh, background movies that we are uh, playing there. And that, for you, uh, Dark Force, since you're asking, that's actually called Angel Wars. And you can Google it, you can find this Christian-based movies, excellent uh, movie, so uh, you want to check that out as well. But Nathan, I mean, here you're talking to us about a real-life movie in the book of Revelation, something that, I mean, here we have a, an army of how many? 200 million. I mean, Nathan, I, I forget about, I mean, I'm not very good in math, but I'm not even going to try to count that. That's just, an, um, I mean, and is there a possibility that there could be a country out there that could put forth an army or are we talking about something different here well, this has been very highly speculative okay that we've, we've got this angel who's uh that releases these angels that are bound in the euphrates river the euphrates runs through iraq today beware uh it was actually a border of the garden of eden one time. So these angels, and I assume they're demons because they're held there like prisoners. Yes. And uh, they are held there to be released just for this purpose to kill a third of mankind. In other words, these angels are, are not just the demons are against God, but God is sovereign. He's in control. He allows things to happen or not. And he allows these demons to be released. Now, they lead an army of horsemen at 200 million. And some have wondered, well, is that 200 million demons, or are we talking about 200 million people? Now, just this month alone, China has announced that they can now field an army of 200 million. 
Now, bear in mind when John was writing this back in around 95 AD, that you were lucky you had 200 million people on the entire planet, much less an army that could be fielded of 200 million. So some have speculated that these 200 million are not the demons, they are led by these demons, that they are an army fielded out of the Far East and most likely China. You know, Nathan, that is amazing because we know that if, if there is one uh, country that could do that is definitely China with an estimate of what, almost 2 billion people alone? Uh, 1.3 billion, I believe. But uh, India is also quickly coming up to that point. And now if they combine uh, as kings of the East and they rebel against the Antichrist, which we read they will, uh, by the end of the tribulation, the kings of the East will rebel against the Antichrist. They march an army across the dried up Euphrates River, which doesn't happen now, but it happens later. And so some have speculated, is this 200 million man army? Is it China or India or combined marching across? Is this what we read about later in the bold judgments? I don't believe so. I think this is something totally separate. Their master, their rulers, are these four demons who have been released from the Euphrates River. Absolutely. So whether they're demons or they're people, and this is one of those things that is kind of nebulous and highly up for debate. Yes, and that's why, I, and I was uh, asking that question, Nathan, of course, because there's, been, there's a lot of good Bible prophecy teachers like the late great planet Earth, Hal Lindsey, and, and, and many others, and they've written, you know, they've written a lot of wonderful things, but like you said, certain things here are a little bit, we have to uh, get more information and allow the Holy Spirit, right, to bring clarification. We do, we do, and some of this thing is beyond our understanding. It's so outside the realm of our daily living in this age, but the tribulation will be unlike any age ever in human history. It is, the Bible says, the worst time in all of human history. It's worse than the flood. You know, it's worse than the chaos after the flood. It's worse than anything you could ever imagine. And so here we've got these demons, four of them, these serpent-like creatures, running across the planet with a 200 million man army, they are destroying a third of the world population. So let's say we have 7 billion people today. Already a half of them would be dead from the previous judgment of 3.5 million. Take a third of that. We're talking about another billion people, billion, not million, billion people killed by this judgment. Amazing, Nathan. I mean, that is just amazing. And that's why uh, I can understand, too, you know, today there's a fear over nuclear exchange uh, nuclear weapons and and of course we saw what happened in Hiroshima and and other places but uh, I, I mean here these demons alone they're going to not just uh, cause havoc but I mean uh, when I was looking when I was thinking about this passage Nathan literally uh, this is hell's angels right here right <laughs> <laughs> that's a very good analogy I I don't want to belittle or, or make light of, of this, uh, but I would compare this to, if you've seen the Hobbit movie, Smog, right. the yes. I mean, this is really what we're, we're describing, and we're describing something as powerful as four smogs, basically, running amok around the earth with a 200 million man army, and they're killing people basically with flamethrowers out of their mouth. And, and again, it seems like something out of a crazy movie, but this is the Bible. This isn't symbolic. It's not a like or as situation. This is a definite this is being released upon the earth. Right. You know, as amazing and as, as fantastical as this image is, it's crazy the reaction of the people to this judgment, as we read in verse 20. But the rest of mankind, in other words, those who survived, who were not killed by these plagues, did not repent of the work of their hands, that they should not worship demons and idols 
and neither see nor hear nor walk, and they do not repent of their murders, sorceries, sexual immorality, or theft. So here we've got, we are now 7 plus 6, 13 judgments in. Most of the world is destroyed. Most of the people are killed. And these people refuse to repent and give their lives to Jesus Christ. How can that be, right? And you and you're right, Nathan. And you said you said it's mind-boggling to see that people will much rather continue uh, to worship idols, drugs, and and, and and all these other things. Because you're right there in verse 21, uh, that word there for sorcery, uh, pharmakia, right, Nathan? Where we get that word for drug use? Mm -hmm. Yeah, pharmacy, uh, <laughs> where you get your drugs, the sorcery, the, the magic. Right. A lot of practices is using herbs and drugs. You know, the old idea of the witch boiling the cauldron while she's making pharmaceuticals, she's making drugs. And so, yeah, so we're, we're seeing that the, the people of that time period, uh, those who aren't saved, would rather hold on to killing people, to being drug addicts, to being sexually immoral, in other words, sex outside of marriage, to right. stealing from each other, to worshiping demons, uh, which the idols represent. And they have, they have hardened their hearts so much that they cannot accept Jesus Christ. Even though the world is being destroyed around them, they will not give up the sin that they have. And to me, brother, that boggles my mind more than four giant dragon creatures running amok on the earth. <laughs> Nathan, absolutely. And that's why our prayer is that people will recognize really uh, what is really going on, what drugs do to people, what alcohol do to people, what not having a relationship with God does to people. It blinds them past the point of human understanding, Nathan, and I agree with you. My mind is also boggled, you know? It, it is. It's true. It shows how depraved we are as humans that uh, we will hold on to our sin. Now, I think of sin is like a penny. It's this moldy, you know, green penny that you find in a parking lot, and uh, people hold on to that. Meanwhile, God's like, I will give you the riches of the treasures of my life, billions of dollars worth. It's priceless, really, but billions. And yet people will hold on in their fists as they can, that moldy old penny, and that's, but that's what it's worth, they're saying it's worth a moldy old penny, and they prefer that over the riches of Jesus Christ. Mm. And, and that's why, Nathan, we want to talk to you that are watching and you that are listening, don't hold on to that moldy old penny, in a sense, God has so many wonderful riches, and they're finding a relationship with Jesus Christ, and these programs that we're doing, everything that we're doing here today, is so that hopefully you will see how much God loves you, but also you would understand what awaits those that do not come to Christ uh, and, and, and allow Him to rule over their lives. There will be a ruler coming, a dictator, and whoever doesn't bow down to Him, the Bible says, is going to cost them uh, their lives. And, and Nathan, I'm sure maybe there's someone watching or someone listening that doesn't have a relationship with the Lord. Uh, would you mind, Nathan, uh, giving them an invitation, maybe how they can begin that relationship with the Lord today? Oh, certainly. Well, it's wonderful. Jesus says in John 10, 10, The thief comes only to steal and kill and destroy. I have come that they may have life and have it in the full. And when you're talking about the thief, talking about Satan, how he comes to steal our joy, to steal our love, to steal our, our chance of forgiveness. But Jesus comes by giving his life, we can have life, and we can have life in the full. And we do that by giving our lives over to Jesus Christ. We have to surrender. Say, enough, I cannot run my life not live this way anymore. I have to give it over to Jesus Christ. We yeah. surrender to Jesus. We pray in our hearts, Dear Jesus, please forgive me of my sins and be my Savior. 
Jesus promised he will forgive us our sins, will cleanse the guilt, will give us a new life, will give us hope for the future and an eternal life with him. Life in the world. Praise the Lord. You know, Nathan, that's a wonderful, wonderful um, news that you shared. And that's why we pray anybody that is watching or listening, we ask and pray uh, again that you will continue to trust in God no matter what. Nathan, you know, as we talk about the war that we find ourselves in, uh, you know, Paul wrote to Timothy uh, uh, there in, um, in in 2 Timothy chapter 2. And, and Paul wrote it. He says, again, talking about those people that are, be, that are being held captive and blinded by the Lord. He says that they may come to their senses and escape the snare of the devil, having been taken captive by him to do his will. And, and Nathan, that is exactly what, what's going on, the deception around the world. But yet through prayer, Nathan, right? We can set those captives free. And when we pray, God unleashes His angels to go and fight and work on our behalf, right? Well said, well said. Yeah, I, one of my favorite scenes of that movie, God's Not Dead. Yes. Where the grandmother who's uh, senile is at home, and she has a son who's quite evil and very stuck on himself. And he's kind of mocking her a little, and he says, says you're, you believe in Jesus, but you're senile, and you, you can't even think straight. I've got it all. I have a wonderful life. How could that be? And all of a sudden, you can tell that God's speaking through the grandmother because she's clear and she explains that that our sin is like a cage, a comfortable cage. The door is wide open. We only have to step out. But at some point, that door will be closed and we'll never escape it again. And that's what sin is like. It's like a comfortable cage. It makes us feel good at times. It gives us what it wants. Uh, but it pays a price, and that price is eternal death. Cage is open. Jesus Christ is beckoning to you. Come, He's ready to rescue you out of that cage. But we don't want to leave it because we we want to hold on, like we said, to that moldy penny from the riches of God stand right outside that door. Hmm. Oh, excellent, Nathan. Excellent. And we also want to encourage those that are watching, those that are listening, that are believers in Christ Jesus, that they have placed their job, their trust in Jesus Christ. We also have a responsibility, and that is to pray. To pray for those individuals that are blinded. We know that the enemy has taken many of them captive. But also according to Ephesians chapter 6, Paul said also that they will pray uh, for him. And Nathan, one of the greatest weapons that we have at our disposal is prayer, right Nathan? Because you can reach people all around the world instantly. Yeah, there is power in prayer, brother. And it's not that we have the power, but... We intercede uh, on behalf of other people, and we, we bring our prayer requests to the Lord. And uh, the Holy Spirit, the Bible says, with words that are like groans that cannot be expressed, uh, shares them with the Father. The Lord is our, Jesus Christ is our intercessor, and he shares those prayer requests, and the power comes from God to, according to his will, to do it or not do it, depending on his will. But there is power in prayer, and if there is something in our lives where we're really struggling, we need to lift up to the Lord and pray. Uh, right. I teach kids when I teach kids. I don't know if you do this at your church, brother, but uh, pray. And it stands for praise, repent, ask, and yield. And I try in my prayers to do all four of those, to praise the Lord, to ask for our daily bread, our needs, uh, to repent of my sins, and to yield to God's will in my life. Wow, I love those acronyms, Nate. I'm going to steal those from you. Pastors love acronyms. What's up with that? <laughs> Well, it makes it makes things simpler for us to be able to teach and remember. Yeah, it does, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, but Nathan, thank you so much. And that's why I really love what you just said. You know, Nathan, the things that when we pray, 
when we uh, intercede, when we go before the Lord, God does wonderful things. And honestly, you know, it's a spiritual battle. There's major forces at work. Uh, Jesus said in Matthew 17, 21, however, this kind does not go out except by prayer uh, and fasting. And he was talking there about this uh, young man that was, in a sense, a uh, uh, demon-possessed uh, uh, with an epileptic uh, suffering type of thing. And, and sometimes when we pray, and maybe we take it a step further, Nathan, and when we fast, the Holy Spirit works. And he sends out his mighty angels, and, and, and they work on our behalf. Uh, exactly right, yeah. The, the Lord, now, he might use his angels. They are his messengers. They are his uh, uh, servants, so to speak, to do his work. But uh, there's times where God himself uh, steps yes. in. And we read about, uh, for instance, in Ezekiel 38 39, how God himself steps in and defends the nation of Israel. We talk about how Jesus stepped into human history to die for our sins. Amen. Whether God uses his own power or he uses uh, his angels to do his duty, it all goes back to God. Yes. Excellent point, Nathan. And, and ultimately, that's who we serve. And we thank the Lord for uh, Jesus Christ for dying on the cross for us. And, and God just has so many wonderful things in store for those of you that are watching and those of you that are listening. And remember, God has not given us a spirit of fear, but of love and power and of sound mind. And we pray that the Lord will use all of you that are watching and listening this week in a mighty way. And Nathan, wow, I mean, this is just amazing. You put fear into our hearts. You've, ex <laughs> you've encouraged us. You've gave us a lot of things to think about this week here in Revelation uh, chapter 9 and on. But Nathan, we ran out of time on the second segment of our program, and I, I, I hope we'll be able to pick this up hopefully next week or the following as we continue to talk about God's mighty angels at work in the book of Revelation. Nathan, it's always a pleasure to have you on the program. Oh, it's a blessing. Thanks for having me on, and thanks for showing Angel Wars. Man, that is a captivating video to watch. I, I just, I got to stop looking at it and actually answer your question. <laughs> <laughs> well, no, no problem, Nathan. Just uh, go to the Christian bookstore or order, order them online. Uh, I have so much, I mean, I'm a little older, but I still enjoy them. And it's just so much fun to watch them as a family. And the one that you were watching is called Angel Wars, uh, The Messengers uh, Unleash Heaven. So, yeah, uh, wonderful resources, Nathan. So thank you so much, and thank you for being on. Thank you, brother. Have a great day. And, of course, we thank you all for tuning in to our program. This is Mr. Nathan Jones. We talk about God's mighty angel, Angel Wars. And the Lord bless you and keep you meditation in front of you. I pray you guys have a wonderful, wonderful week. Thank you.